You're listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created a show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's episode 166 of the Lifted Life Podcast. And this week, we are talking about goal setting and how to create what you really want. So this episode should be riveting because Tim and I did not actually spend any time sharing our notes about the show before we started, which we usually do. Yeah, if you saw that cringe moment, it wasn't because no we haven't talked before. I saw the cringe. I said, if you saw it, I don't know <laughs> if you were paying attention. If you saw it, it wasn't because we haven't um, talked about the topics because the word goal, ugh, I don't like it. Don't like the word goal. Not, not really. The word goal is fine, but the idea of setting goals, I, just, I don't like it. Let's talk about that. I don't like it. What's there to talk about? <laughs> um, Maybe you don't like holding your feet to the fire and setting a goal and then not reaching it. Hmm. Um, maybe, maybe not the first part. Like I don't mind being held accountable. That doesn't bother me. I mean, it doesn't feel good if I'm not getting what I want done and get called out. Of course, I don't really like that, but the, right. the concept of being held accountable doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should be held accountable. Um, the idea of sitting down and thinking through all the goals and all the possibilities. For some reason, I don't like that. All the goals and all the possibilities. <laughs> like, yes. What's your goals for 2022? Like, I don't like sitting down and like trying to think about all the possibilities for 2022. Well, you don't have to think about all the possibilities, mm-hmm. but I would highly suggest you think about three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a big fan of goal setting. Yeah. A really big fan. Because I feel like if you don't set a target, mm-hmm. you will be aimless. <laughs> yeah. If you do not have a direction you are heading, you will end up nowhere. Now, you can have a very vague or general destination Mm -hmm. of enjoying my life and being in the present moment and being more in my body and less in my head. That's like a very vague goal. And you can say, I don't really set goals. I just want to do all those things I just listed. That's a goal. That's a goal. Yep. That's a goal. That's Mm -hmm. giving you a direction. And I just feel like our minds are these, oh man, our minds, they are stinkers. That is the true adversary, I feel, is the mind which wants to keep us safe, protected, and exactly the way we were. And so by setting a goal, you are giving a new direction to your attention, a one that is different than just safety and same old, same old. So even if it is not the most success-based goal that someone might say, it is still a direction. And to me, that is what matters is giving our lives direction. Yeah. And I feel like that's what goals can really do. Yeah. When you say it that way, that feels better. That feels right. I, I guess, you know, the more I think about it, I think the reason I don't like goals or reason I said I didn't like goals is sometimes some of the goals I have, I feel like some people would say you shouldn't want that or that shouldn't like, there's a form of judgment that comes around that goal. And I've decided in 2022, if there's things I want to do, that's, that's enough. Like I don't need, um, to people to accept my goals or people I'm just saying in general, like, and sometimes when I say the people, they're people in my head, they're not like mm-hmm. my actual, actual people I talk to say, you shouldn't want yeah, some mornings, a trillion dollars. You shouldn't want that. You should want to give all that away. Like some mornings, you've had at least three arguments with yeah, the and people all in your myself. head. Yeah, 
Um, but I've decided that if I want to do something, that's enough. Like for some reason, my higher self, whatever you want to call it, has the same goal as I do. And when I want that, the reason I want that is I want to feel good. So I'm no longer bringing that attachment to if I want to do something, then that's enough. Like I don't have to justify to myself why it's okay to want that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I have the stigma towards goals because I feel like in the past when I've wanted a goal, <clears throat> excuse me, a goal, I feel like it's been maybe with some judgment around it. You got a frog in your throat. I there. do have a frog in my throat. Or as our daughter says, you just need to clear your throat. <laughs> yeah. Our she son. got really upset about a frog. Well, she got me. upset about our son saying he had, he had a yeah. frog in his throat. And she True. said that's something a hundred year old person would say. But I don't feel like there's any better way to say it. But then there's also the inside family joke of a frog in your throat, right. which is what our niece used to say when she was little and she couldn't mm-hmm. say throat. You Either cleared way. out? I'm good. Okay. Some water. I'm good. So I feel like for me personally, mm-hmm. I like the idea of goals with soul. So what that means for me personally and why it resonates is because I like to set a goal that makes my soul happy or excited. And sometimes it can be kind of hard to know what is the soul part of you and mm-hmm. what is the ego part of you. And I think for me, what it boils down to is um, ego wants to tell other people about it, uh, wants to show others, wants to prove something. Whereas soul just wants the experience, the expansion, the journey. And so for me, I run it through that filter of I'm going to set these goals with soul. Does this align with my purpose here? And sometimes it can be still a monetary goal that may sound Mm -hmm. um, surface level to someone else, but it excites me on a soul level that gets me moving and going. So, you know, one of the first things I thought would be, it's not the first because we've already shared some stuff, Mm -hmm. but one of the first things I have written down here on my points is the very important difference between an outcome goal and an action item. So an outcome goal is a big picture that may or may not be measurable. So you could say something like, I want to be a faster and more efficient programmer. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better photographer or writer. I want to make more furniture. So those are very vague goals that are not super measurable. And um, But I still think they can be a goal. Um, you just will want and need some action items to go with them. So the action items that go with the goal are the finer details to get you there, but they must be measurable. So if you say, I want to be a faster and more efficient programmer, the action item would be, I'm going to devote five hours a week to programming and five Mm -hmm. hours a week to reading about clean code. Mm -hmm. See, I'm weaving in some of Tim's topics here. You're doing good. Thanks. I want to be a better photographer means I'm going to spend two hours a week going out on my own, doing it just for the art of it. And then two hours a week studying, uh, click pro magazine. Oh, I know that's so our listener and my dear friend Pearl is a photographer. So I don't know if she still is into that, but she was a click pro member. Everybody is that it a member? I don't even know. Click pro certified. I don't know. Anyway. So the important thing here is, to know the difference between an outcome goal and an action item that moves you towards your goal. So another example would be an outcome goal of, I want to uh, sell $100,000 worth of product um, in my lemonade stand business. And then Mm. the action item would be, I'm going to set up 560 lemonade stands. I'm going to pass out 1,000 flyers. 
it's an action item that you can measure and you can say, I did it or I didn't do it. And I think a lot of people will hold themselves to an outcome goal without having actual action items Mm -hmm. to make sure they get there. And so I try to, yeah. Can we go back for some clarification? Mm Because initially I feel like I wanted to kind of argue with you a little bit when you said you can't measure. Go figure the outcome, but you can measure if you're, if you're a more efficient programmer or if you've done these things, but what you're saying is break it down into smaller measurable items that you can do like on a maybe daily basis or hourly basis instead of like your big goal, maybe a year end goal, but Mm. you're talking about chunking it down into small chunking it down into measurable. Like I said, Mm. an outcome goal may or may not be measurable. You can say, I wanted to be more efficient and I was able to write that code in an hour instead of an hour and a half. Right. It can be measurable, but sometimes it's hard to tell if you're more efficient. Yeah, yeah. It may take you 10 hours, but it was a huge project and you've never done something like it before. So how can you know if you were faster or not? That's where you're coming from. Because when you break it down like that, Mm -hmm. you can achieve that in an evening or or an hour. And Mm -hmm. then that gives you the momentum of like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this Mm -hmm. towards what you're aiming for. Right. Or you say, I want to sell a hundred thousand dollars in my, at my lemonade stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just pray that, that it works out, but you don't take any inspired action. You don't follow the nudges. You don't print the flyers and you don't set up the lemonade stands. Then it's not as likely. So the outcome goal really needs the action items to go with it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is one of the main things I have learned is to set a big outcome goal and then really hold myself to the action items. So sometimes I'll set an outcome goal and I won't reach it, but I will have done the action items. And so that is how I have this sense of accomplishment and peace and um, you know a good feeling, even though I didn't reach my main goal. And I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that idea because I do think a lot of people don't want to write down or create their goals. More on that in a moment too, the idea of writing it down versus just thinking of it. They don't want to create a goal because they don't want to not reach it. Yeah. It, it feels or it seems to be better to not create a goal and not reach it and rather than to create a goal and not reach it. Right. So like mm-hmm. the, it's a sense of failure. If I, I speak it or say, I want to create this and I don't, then I'm a failure. That's the story we tell ourselves rather I'd like to invite you to think about it a bit differently, which is that if I have so much as a wish or a desire and I don't go after it, that is the ultimate failure in every sense of the word. Not trying is failing Mm -hmm. rather than setting a goal, making action items, and then still not reaching the goal. That is something that is powerful that is you being the creator and you expanding and you learning and you collecting data we talk a lot about that mm-hmm. we love to see our failures as more data well i mean something tangible about what you just said um we shared in the last podcast that we're starting an nft business and you had helped me start the first or put out the first tweet for that for that business on twitter and for whatever reason, that was super daunting for me. I, I just put too much into it. I put too much weight on it. I was looking at what other people were doing and I, you know, comparing myself to them, we have zero followers. They have thousands of followers. And it's like, how do you work with that? And I think you said done is better than perfect. Perfect. And you have to make some for some sort of step forward. Mm-hmm. We did that. And it's been two days, I think, since we tweeted. And 
it and you know we're actively engaging with the people that that are seeing our tweets but um the fact of just doing it and getting that done i of course had that initial what am i doing just delete it like back away like like you know this is too big but like you said after getting it out there getting it started then it's like this is fun this is why i'm doing it because it's fun not because i want thousands of followers and I want to be, have that success immediately. Like you want to work your way up to that success. I think it's a great metaphor because the light lifespan of a tweet is like 47 seconds or something. <laughs> and you were overthinking it so much. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, we're going to pin one of these tweets. That one needs to be good. Mm-hmm. But even if it's not, we can write a new one and pin that. Mm-hmm. Let's keep moving. And I know you saw me as being a little bit bossy and snippy when we were doing that. Not officially. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We just work so differently. Go back to the episode of spaghetti noodles and waffle boxes. If you want to, if you want an example of how you love to have the depth of a full picture. And I love to take action, follow the inspired action and Mm -hmm. sweep up the messes later if we need Mm to. Um, but yeah, we did definitely create some action items, which were make the first, write some tweets, make the first tweet. Those were on our action items. And it feels good to check those off. The big picture is launch an NFT company. Mm -hmm. That is a huge outcome goal. Mm -hmm. The action items are in these small, monotonous, um, detail-oriented emails we shoot, ideas. That was a point I was trying to make, is if it was still on me, I would still be trying to formulate that perfect tweet. (laughs) And we still would have not made it. Mm -hmm. And just making that small action and doing it, it felt a little bit, I guess scary is the best description. Like what if I get it wrong, but then it's done, it's gone. And like you said, we can do another tweet. We can do something else, but just taking that first step. It feels a lot to like thinking about your word of the year being abundance. Mm -hmm. I feel like the way you were acting was a very scarce mindset. Like what if, I miss out on Mm -hmm. what if I don't say it in the right way and then these people don't see me. And I kept saying that there's limited, unlimited tweets. Mm -hmm. Um, Just keep tweeting. The only thing that limits characters, but you can just keep doing more and more and more. Right. And I was going to make another joke about getting banned, but we're not going to be banned. Let's don't get banned. Um, Okay. Let's take a quick break. Thank our sponsor. And we'll get back to the idea of writing your goals versus speaking them. Got some stuff to flesh out there. Also the idea of increments for your goals. How big, how far out do we look? Very exciting stuff coming. Don't miss it. <laughs> Tim got really excited there. He I was supposed know. to do something. Touch, no. I wouldn't touch nothing. This episode is brought to you by our four mood probiotics. Lifted Naturals is leading the way with our revolutionary mood formulated probiotics. We have two formulas with probiotics and prebiotics and two formulas with just probiotics for those who are looking for um, a pure formula without the prebiotics, prebiotics being fiber. So uh, fiber is of course really great to have in your formula because it helps feed that good bacteria. But for more sensitive individuals, prebiotic fiber can be a bit much. So that is why we opted to have two formulas that have the probiotics and prebiotics and two formulas that have probiotic only. As with all four of them, they are shelf stable, which means you can toss it in your bag, put it in your purse, wherever you need to take it, um, as well as no icky fillers. So uh, a lot of times I'll look at the other ingredients part of a label and be repulsed. And it's because they're just adding so many unnecessary things. So we were very adamant about making our probiotics as pure as possible. So you can find those over at our shop. That's shop.liftednaturals.com over on amazon.com and also walmart.com. Back to the show. You know, um, 
recently we were reviewing some reviews and reading through them and we had to do a little review cl- cleanup for our website. Are we going there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me realize that... Um, review cleanup makes it sound like we're getting rid of like bad reviews, but that's not true. No, we're not doing that. There's some <laughs> that aren't allowed to be on our website due to... Some of the words that our customers... Yes, for legal used. reasons, we had to remove those. It was a very hard... To, very hard to remove um, some really great testimonies but anyways the point i was going to make was mm-hmm. that a lot of people were saying that how different they are and that's why there's four different ones because mm-hmm. you're talking about the fiber you know how sometimes it's good for this and that and back and forth and so many people are saying like this didn't work for me but this did mm, and i think yeah. the fact that we have four of them it's a pretty good odds it's going to work out for you and if you are having issues reach out because yeah. there could be two other or a combination of yeah and also, I have been slowly working my way up, way up on an SBO dose. Mm-hmm. So SBO is uh, the product that you take in conjunction with mood boosting probiotic. Correct. You like to take two. Mm-hmm. You need a little a double mood boost, mm-hmm. as it were. <laughs> and, Do you want to elaborate on Like, what are you trying to say? Uh, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and our son also takes SBO mood boost. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but notice the last couple times that sickness swept through the house. I felt like you two handled it it. oh my gosh in a a way like no other and so i told our daughter i said girl we gotta get on that sbo mood boost Mm -hmm. um but because i am very sensitive if i take too much of it i will get a headache now i'm not saying that this product causes headaches what i'm saying is it's very possible that if your system needs something like a a probiotic it could cause a die-off symptom which is actually your body's way of saying, yes, please, I need this. I'm using this. And then as your body kind of, um, upgrades, you may experience some of those symptoms. So I go really slow with my dose. I open the capsule, sprinkle a little bit, um, into juice, or sometimes I just sprinkle it right on my tongue. So you can Mm -hmm. do that too, but it's up to you. Anyway, I'm slowly working my way up, doing really well with gradually increasing that dose. And I do mean gradually, um, over the course of, I plan for that to take me a full, few more months to work all the way up to to a full capsule, capsule, which sounds probably crazy to some people, but I know how sensitive I am and that's how I want to do it. Yeah. I just thought it was worth noting because we're so deep into this on a daily basis that I don't even, I forget almost after reading the reviews really were, and then the kind of the theme like you extract from that is people are actually saying this didn't work, but this did. And they're actually acknowledging that I read the reviews. I was expecting this and it didn't work, but I was I reached out to them and they offered this and I'm so glad I gave it another yeah, try. And it's, it's just really, yeah, it's really cool. cool. I agree. Um, anyway. okay. Sometimes I don't read the reviews though, because if someone's very quick to judge, it hurts my feelings and I take it too personal. So yeah. I have to try to guard my energy a bit, but you're right. Reading it really has, reading those have been, has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's get back to the show. Goal setting. I have two main points I want to discuss. The first of which is, The idea of writing on your goals versus speaking them to others versus only keeping them in your mind and not sharing them with anyone, not even paper. So there's obviously a wide variety of different approaches here. I have read multiple places that writing your goals down solidifies them in a way that just thinking them does not. So that is, I would say, a must do. Write them somewhere. Now, as far as the idea of sharing them with others, that's where it can get kind of conflicting. Some people will say, no, do not share your goals with other people. Um, What if they're going to play the devil's advocate and just kind of 
deflate you? Or what if they are um, jealous of you and therefore they <laughs> so, can't handle your goals? So I've heard it in two ways. I've, I've heard that writing it causes you to slow down and actually cast it into existence. Okay. You're manifesting it physically on paper because you're writing the words. And when you think it, you can think very quickly and move on to other subjects. But as writing, you're really focusing in on what you want. I've heard to not share your goals early Mm, because you haven't built the momentum around them and they're still kind of a baby in in, in your, they're in in their their, infancy. They're in their infancy. Um, And someone's opinion, especially if if you respect them, could sway you away. Mm -hmm. Wait until you get some momentum and you really believe it and then share it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, I definitely can. Yeah. I think that's a great point as far as when do you speak them into existence or speak to them. I have this weird thing because I agree with writing them down. Mm -hmm. When you don't tell someone, I feel like you don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not willing to share, like for me, um, if I'm not willing to tell someone I'm starting an NFT business, Mm -hmm. I just hide behind it. Do I really believe in it? Do I really believe in the cause? If I don't tell people that we own Lifted and what we're trying to do. And that we have a podcast. Yeah. Do I really believe it? So that's where I have that weird, because I have a tendency just not to tell anybody. I'm, I'm like our, son. of me? I'm, our son's like. Your son's like you. Like me. Yeah. We would just hide. <laughs> um, hide that. Keep that, you know, in our back pocket. But then I'm starting to believe that I really do need to be expressing that because I do believe in all these things right. I said. Yeah. I totally agree. The idea of writing it down is huge. Now there's a couple different ways to write it down, write it down in your journal repetitively. Like every time you write in your journal, you Mm -hmm. can write your, um, your goal. You can revisit it simply by flipping back in your journal, looking at it. You can post it somewhere. Now usually people post more of an affirmation. Yeah. Like you take your goal and put it into the, the present tense instead of, I want to be selling a hundred thousand dollars at my lemonade stand. I am so happy and grateful to be selling $100,000 at my lemonade stand. I'm pretty sure there's an exercise in Think and Grow Rich that was that way. Like every time you go to bed and when you wake up, you read that mm-hmm. affirmation that you made. Or Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, you can go kind of down that whole experience of how you want to do it. But I think it is important that you write it in some way. Now let's talk a little bit about time increments and then we'll wrap the show up. So I recently... Uh, watched a video by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, which I've shared one of his videos, um, shared about an insight from one of his videos in another podcast where he was talking about connecting with your future self and how would they experience today in your life um, given that they are from 20 years from now. Mm. It was something like that. And a couple of people reached out saying they really like that. Thanks for sharing. So I have another Dr. Benjamin Hardy insight. He does a journal prompt every 30 days. And uh, it is a reflection essentially of these questions. I think, where am I right now? Um, What are three wins from the last 30 days? What is a win I want in the next 30 days? And then what are my goals for the next 12 months? And what are my goals for the next three years? think that's correct but like I said it's his video not mine what I loved about the increments though is I do feel like it's important to take a look ahead at about 30 days and 12 months now there this is where it gets a little tricky again there's some big advocates of the 12 week year and the idea behind that is 12 weeks is about three months that our brains have a hard time identifying our future self as our 
self Mm -hmm. when it's anything beyond three months from now. Mm -hmm. So that's why people don't save for retirement or save and invest in their future because Mm -hmm. they don't identify that future version of themselves as their current self. So, um, you can take that with what you will, but I think having a couple of increments is really important for me. The 30 days and 12 months was huge. And it was especially useful at this time of year because it's the very beginning of a new year. And so I was able to look ahead and say, just within 30 days, what do I hope to have created and have going? And then within 12 months, what do I hope to have created and have going? And uh, for me, those increments were really helpful. But like I said, you can choose for yourself. Like, no, I really only want to go as far as six months out. Sorry about the dogs barking. Such is life. Um, what what it works best for you as far as time frames for setting goals? Not that you love to set goals, but... Um. Hmm. I have fell out of the practice, but I liked, I did it nightly where I would write the three highlights of the day and it could be, um, appreciations or achievements. You can interchange those how you, how you wish. I like that. Just I, the threes yeah. and it's simple because sometimes it may be achievements that you're just really proud of. And if you're having a day where you're not so proud of everything, you can mm-hmm. just appreciate the things that yep. you experience. Yep. yep. And you can interchange those how you, how you wish. Mm-hmm. And then writing how you want to feel when you wake up the next morning. Mm-hmm. That kind of helps set that the baseline for the next day and then kind of make you feel good about what you so did. So essentially you're telling me that you like to use 12 hour increments. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, obviously if you're doing daily goals, they're not quite as big. So maybe... Well, that brings it full circle back to the idea of an action item versus an outcome goal, because you want to set an outcome goal that's a bit bigger, that scares you or excites Mm -hmm. you or makes you want to become the next version of yourself. I don't think that the goal you can set for the next 24 hours will always be able to do that. Maybe sometimes, but not always. So I think that's where this idea of an outcome goal comes from is dreaming bigger, thinking bigger. And one of the things I learned from you is on the action items is I haven't done an action item yet, then right now is the perfect time to do one. Right. Well, when should I do one? Right now. And if you don't do it right now, do it right now. Like, there's no reason you can't do it right now. Right. That kind or at of least start it. It brings me to that interesting mm-hmm. idea between someone who said, um, you know, I'm an artist. I don't, I'm not always in the mood. I wait for the mood to strike. Yeah. And I just think that that's okay if that works for you. But I found in my life that if I wait for the mood to strike... I will be waiting and waiting. Yeah. So for instance, going on a walk, it's cold. I don't want to bundle up, but I do it anyway. And then I'm really glad I did because it just feels so good and so invigorating and fresh air. And sometimes you have to make yourself in the mood. It seems like just waiting for inspiration to strike could leave you waiting for a long time. Or I have a tendency to do the something a little different where I want to go usually with programming, want to go program. And I start diving into what I want to do and it gets bigger, 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 bigger. And it's ballooned in this huge thing. And I can't decide where to start, what to do. And I just feel so overwhelmed. I'll just take it down to one thing. Just Mm -hmm. do one thing. Make the button on the website or make the logo or just do something, one thing. And usually by achieving that, then the momentum starts. And it's like, okay, this is fun. And you keep going. And then when it's not fun, I stop. (laughs) Find a new one thing. Yeah, find a new one thing. It reminds me too of that genius book the one thing mm. and the question of that whole book is based around what is the one thing such that by doing will make everything else easier or unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that question. It really helps. Especially when I was doing those journal prompts, what are the three things that I want? Oh, I want more than three things. 
I want lots more than three <laughs> things. And yet, what are the three things that if I created them, then I would get all the other things that I want. Mm -hmm. That for me was really powerful. It helps me to think a level higher, um, zoom up a bit more of what I want and why I want it. So sometimes that can be helpful too. Can you circle back on the, the part about setting the goal and then falling maybe a little bit short? Um, I feel like I like setting big goals, like really big goals, mm -hmm. which means you fall short a lot. Mm -hmm. And my argument was always, well, if I was set a small goal and achieved it, I, by setting a bigger goal, I still get past that small goal. And mm -hmm. I, I may have fell short, but I went way beyond the small goal. I think it's about looking at your action items. Mm. It's not about changing the goal. It's about what did I do or not do? I meant more about managing your mind when you fall short. Right. And I guess you're saying it's not yeah. personal. Yeah. I'm saying it's not, it's not a failure either. Well, it's, I look at my action items. Mm. What did I think would get me there? Well, I said, I would do this, go to this podcast. I would do that. These action items did not get me where I wanted to go. Ah. Did I do them? Yes. Most of them. <laughs> what did I not do? Yeah. What did I need to do, but I didn't? What did I learn from what I did that didn't work? How could I do it differently? Yeah. I think looking at the action items from a not so personal perspective, it's not about me um, necessarily. It's about what I need to do, what I'm doing. And so when you take that element out of it of, oh, I'm a failure or I didn't get what I want, it was an amazing goal. It helped me to do all these action items. I probably wouldn't have done these action items if I didn't have such a big goal because it would have been way more comfortable to not do these things and just stay in my little hidey hole. Mm -hmm. And yet we push ourselves out of our comfort zone to do these action items to reach the goal. So I think taking it less personally and, and um, removing the judgment because removing the judgment, I think for me, it's the judgment, but really the only person that can judge me is me. And that's usually and who's doing that it so matters. harshly. And that's the only person who's being so harsh. Right. Yeah. So uh, Steve Chandler is a coach that I follow and read a lot of his books. And he shares that you have a perfect system for the result you're getting. Mm -hmm. So whatever, wherever you are now, it's because of this system you have in place. And whatever you would like to create, you create the system for it. And so that's the same idea of these action goals, um, action items that you then can uh, tweak or like you said, learn from and, mm -hmm. and then change. So it's less about, um, the failure per se, and more about the data, more about refining those action items. And sometimes the best action items come when you stop doing so much and slow down and tap more into what am I really trying to create? And what's fun. What is the one thing mm -hmm. that would, um, make everything else either easier or unnecessary. Yeah. And absolutely what is fun because I believe fun is the best marketing strategy for us because it keeps me going. It's fun to keep having fun mm -hmm. and to keep showing up in that way. So I think when you wrap up the show, we're been talking for 30 minutes, Tim. Goodness. All right. We appreciate you listening. If you haven't already click over and leave a rating and review those help us so much. And, um, we have been doing a pretty bad job about getting those. And we're just talking in thin air to the same crew of people. And I keep telling Tim, Tim, we got to get more people to listen to the show or I'm, I'm peacing out. <laughs> You don't want to get stuck with me. <laughs> so if you could help us out in that way, leaving a quick rating and review does actually show us to more people in the algorithm and uh, helps us to keep showing up. So uh, thanks again for giving us your time for listening. We'll see you next week on The Lifted Life. <laughs>